This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I hear Jerusalem bells ringing, Roman cavalry choirs are singing. Be my mirror, my sword and shield, my missionaries in a foreign field. For some reason I can't explain, once you'd gone there was never, never an honest word. And that was when I ruled the world. Wow. Chris Martin hits every time. That was Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Mm. Wow, the year is 2012, baby. We are back in the year 2012. And you know we love it here. So I am going to just quickly, we've been here once or twice or three times four times maybe and we're back so i'm just gonna really quickly tell you according to teenvogue.com the 10 pop culture moments that quote rocked 2012 uh number one they say boy band mania lands stateside mm-hmm. thanks to One Direction and The Wanted, two British bands. Two, Gangnam Style, number one song on the radio. Three, Call Me Maybe, Madness Hits YouTube. Justin Bieber came across the catchy song and enlisted his buddies Selena Gomez, Ashley Tizza, and the guys from Big Time Rush to film a lip-sync dance routine on camera. Wow. Gossip Girl series finale. Crazy. Yeah, Gangnam Style, we already know. Twilight comes to an end. Crazy. Hunger Game Catches Fire comes out. Huge. Pretty Little Liars also comes to the to the end, which is a huge a lot of these teen shows ending. <gasps> the Fierce Five, my gymnastic girlies, aka Gabby Douglas, Allie Raceman, Kayla Ro- Kyla Ross, Jordan Weber, and Michaela Maroney. Not impressed. Now known as the Fierce Five, Slade brought home gold. Okay, the Disney girls get new gigs. Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, all, you know, blossomed. Growing up. Taylor Swift's, this is the last one that we're going to end with. Taylor Swift released Red in 2012. And where were we when Red was being released? We were in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago and we're Mike Liebenson. Mike. Wow. What? I'm taken back. A year. <laughs> what a year for pop culture and for me. Why do you think culturally, like all of those like heavy hitter teen shows were coming to an end? It was crazy because like it was sort of this climax to like sort of our adolescence ending with us. Like Toy Story 3 also came out in 2012. I don't know why that wasn't on the list. I mean, that was huge. Literally like sobbed while watching that because we were graduating like with Andy. Yeah. Moving on to college. We were about to. Do the Wait, process was ourselves. that the? Hold on, what was the most recent Toy Story to come out? That was Toy Story Four. Okay, Toy Story Four. That, to me, is not me, canon. I'm so sorry. But Toy Rashida Story Jones. Four got me fucked up. Where Woody's on his own? Yes, I did not like. No, that. No, it was it was like stressful. I was really I was too stressed. I didn't like that at all. I don't like that at all. I'm actually upset. And like, doesn't Andy have like a kid now or something like that? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's got nieces and nephews, too. Yeah. I just, like, the Andy fading off the boot, I didn't like at all. I didn't like being donated. Um, I didn't- Did you connect I, with Bonnie, uh, the new girl? Bonnie, the new girl. Bonnie, the new Bonnie owner. with the- 
Oh, Bonnie, Bonnie was the, the new, new owner. owner. Sweet, but not the same. I just, you She's know, not Andy. Here's what I'll say. Andy is a sick fuck because I- Go there. I'm going there. to. I'm going to go there. I have had my stuffed animal, Zarly, since the day I was fucking born. And if you Zarly? Were, Zarly. He is a stuffed penguin, and he and I have gone through war together. What condition would you say Zarly is Bad. in? Bad. Okay. Tattered. Well-worn. Well-worn. He sits under on a shelf underneath my nightstand next to me. And sometimes if I'm feeling like I need a little TLC, I'll snuggle him. Will he be between you and Abe? Abe doesn't love when Zarly's in the bed. <laughs> but, you know, he he deals with it. See, I have Patrick. See? My little bear. There you go. With backpack and turtleneck and tartan pants. And and he should be fully dressed. The OG faggot in yeah, my life. He should he should be fully dressed. <laughs> and he just kind of he just kind of props himself against the wall. Yeah. He's never made it to bed. Look, Zarly only now comes to bed. Actually, it's very rare that Abe and Zarly are in bed at the same time. Usually it'll be like when Abe's it's out poly of town. Actually. It's poly yeah, actually. It's a, yeah. I'm in a poly relationship <laughs> with, you know, me and my stuffed animal and my husband. Um but I would never, never donate Zarly. What? I don't think I'm sentimental. Are you sentimental in that way? Yeah. I, Andy, keep, a, I keep all of my knick. Unfortunately, I keep most of my knickknacks. They're in little bags like under my bed or in my about dad's closet. Andy just tossing this toy aside. Continuing this, but he, he's passing them along, continuing this cycle. No, you don't buy it. No. It's selfish. He's gaslighting all of us. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. Because isn't the whole point of like wonder of the universe the fact that we can like tap into our childhood selves at any given time and that like we don't need to let go of the playfulness mm. and joie de vie of our youth? So shouldn't a part of that be Andy hanging on to fucking Woody for when he has a goddamn spawn that he wants to give a Woody to? He's not strong. He's not strong enough. But you better believe if I have a child, they're not fucking touching Zarly. It's yours. It's mommy's. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get mommy's. I say you're not putting your mangled fucking Not my man. Little, yeah, no, you're not touching my man. Get your hands off my man. I get jealous. I get <laughs> jealous. Like, I need to go to therapy because I'm jealous of my child for playing with my stuffed animal. You have couples counseling, actually. Yeah. As a family. <laughs> yeah, as a family. <laughs> Zarly. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, wait. What was high school like for you? What was going on with you in high school? Oh, yeah. 20, 2008 to 2014 were your high school years. Tell me yeah, all I about it. Yeah, I repeated two years twice. <laughs> 2012. No, two, you were in high school from 2008. To 2014? To 2012. Oh, you said 14. Did I say 14? Oh, whoops, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, I've been talking a lot today. I did graduate on time. I just want to make sure that's on the record. Yeah, that is on the record. Um. I was I was straight all of high school. So unfortunately, like my main identity was like girlfriends. Wow. I was like girlfriend boy. Really? Yeah. I love and I love her to death. But Hold I on. met her Hold first semester horn. freshman year. You had the same girlfriend all throughout oh, high school? Yes. So I'm loyal. I'm loyal, babes. These hoes ain't loyal. You are though. Except for me. Yeah. These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> except for me. <laughs> That's nice. We met um we met freshman year. She wanted to ask me to turn about. And I, What's turnabout? Turnabout's like Sadie Hawkins, pretty much. Oh. Like, girl ass guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Subversive. I, a, a, my older brother's friend's sister asked me. My older brother's friend's, friend's sister. sister. Okay. We were in the same grade. Got it. She asked me, and I said yes. <gasps> but then Audrey. You can say her name. Audrey asked me, and I was like, fuck. And I literally went back to the other girl. So I was like, I'm kind of into Audrey. I kind of like her vibe. So you did like Audrey. I did. Of course I did. I was I was also a late bloomer. So I was pretty much not through puberty when I met Audrey. So right. like, I liked the idea of her. Right. She was just this like girl who was interested in me. Yeah. And liked my little bow ties and collared Cute. shirts. Were you a bow tie kid in school? I grew, I grew to bow tie. That was kind of my final evolution. <laughs> my senior year was bow tie. Like full J. Crew prep. We're going to get into style momentarily. Oh, absolutely. But so she asked you to turn about. And I, so I had to backtrack and basically right. tell, as a, hey, I know I said yes to you. But I can't because it's girl actually, who I like. I got to go. I got to go this way. So then what ended up happening after that? We go over to her house. Okay. And 
literally my friend my friend JJ is with us. Okay. And JJ's like, Audrey really likes you. They were kind of like puppet master. Uh-huh. They were like, Audrey really likes you. You got to ask her out. And you got to ask her out right now in a big way. And Facebook had just come out. Wait, 2008. Hold on. So this is like immediately after the dance? This was before the dance. She had asked oh, me. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. And JJ and I go upstairs in Audrey's house. We open a laptop. I don't even know whose laptop. But we open a laptop. And I log into Facebook. And I just relationship request Audrey. That's how I asked her out. No, no conversation, no dates beforehand. Just would you be my, Mike Liebenson is requesting to be in a relationship with you. And then we wait, we wait, we wait. She accepts it. And that's how we knew we were dating. <laughs> Literally no even talk. No it. discussion. And then we, we, we pecked each other on the lips outside and that was it. Oh, and the rest was and the rest was history. And you stayed together all of high school. Yes, all at, literally the whole time. Well, obviously not until the final the final semester of senior year is when the cracks started to surface. But well, we'll get to that. We'll get we will get to the cracks. So you guys were just a hot and heavy item. We were we were kind of we were kind of poster boy poster girl of like high school sweethearts like they're going to be together forever father mother that vibe. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we were kind of the first because we were like the oldest. Rela- we were kind of like the oldest relationship. Did- there was like there was like from my middle school. Okay. I won't say last names, but like they were doing hand jobs in like seventh grade. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. and they're married now. So like, they really they win. Yeah, they were they've been they together went since middle all school all the way. And I'm so so happy for them. But like, first rumor, first sex rumor at my middle school was giving hand jobs in a steam room. In a steam room, they, they're rich. Oh my God. (laughs) There's a steam room in the house. Yeah. Oh my God. If my child was like, hey, mom, I'm going to hit the steam with my boyfriend, I would be like, the fuck you are. It was a a, a state, I should say. Yeah. If any of my kids were like, I'm going in the steamer, I'd say, no, you're not. I need to be out of the house. I can't knowingly know you're in the steam room with someone. When houses are that big and basements are that expansive, like, you know what I mean? Like, you could just get lost. And a mother is on Kalanapi. Honey, honey. (laughs) Don't have to tell me. You don't know what's happening. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we were like, so we were basically instantly like. You guys obviously had sex. That senior year. So basically, I loved it at first because it was just uh, uh, literally above the neck. <laughs> it Making was out. It was above the neck for, I yeah. would say, the first year, which we started with pecs. Okay. And then the pecs turned into, we first made out inside the Disney store changing room oh. underneath the little castle. Oh, um, my God. What were you doing in the Disney store? Being little hooligans, walk, like terrorizing our outdoor mall. Love that. I don't know why there's an outdoor mall in Chicago. Well, you know, you got to shop in the snow. I, 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 it was a vibe, but we were in the Disney store, and that's I pulled her into the dressing room. I, once again, JJ, the instigator, was like, you got to do it. Where is this JJ now? JJ's in New York. JJ's fucking, the, they won Tony's. Like, they're a producer. Oh. Shout out to JJ. I love that. Yeah, well, it looks like JJ's good at producing because yeah, he clearly absolutely. produced this relationship. Yeah, and I remember making out with her for the first time, like really making out, and I achieved half half chub. Wow. I would say it was an achievement of half chub. Oh, my and God. And that was kind of my moment where I was like, oh, so I'm straight. Right. Cool. I, you know, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, got it. Did okay. you think you were potentially gay until then, or did you not even think about it? I think... I, I grew up in a very like liberal bubble right. on the North Shore, and I also like my my parents' best friends or my dad's best friends. They're not my mom's best friends. My dad's best friends, yeah. Craig and Dushko, they're a gay couple. They're right. like my second parents, third and fourth people to hold me. Got it. So like, gay was almost so normalized to yeah. me that like I didn't really think of that as an option. So then when I made out with Audrey, I just was like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm straight. I'm not yeah. gay because I achie- I achieved half chub. Right. And that's all. That's all. That's all. Sex is is just getting there, and then you don't have to worry about anything else. And little did I know. So then it was just more. above the neck, and then obviously and things then, escalated. Yeah, I, but intermission, I got surgery on my balls. Um, <laughs> no real left field between freshman year and sophomore year. I had. It's called a varicocele. Basically, like you know, like like varicose veins yeah. that like old women get in their calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that in my balls. Super fun. So is basically, so painful. It actually isn't painful. It looks painful. It just looks. It looked like the scale of justice was just like tipping, tipping. As it always side. is. As it always is. So that's what my balls looked like. Wow. And so a doctor just kind of went in there with like a little microscopic vacuum and just like sucked it up, tied it up, and made it made them normal. balance. She, he restored balance. That's crazy. But that that actually it turned out to be the best gift. 
for the rest of my tenure with her because I could use I I would I would truly use that as like what I would sometimes would you like? I would I would st- I would just go I mean I'm an actor I, I'm an actor honey I, <laughs> I was like oh sh- my balls are really hurting I don't think we can do I can I don't think we can do anything yeah but before we got there we got to breasts which mm. was sophomore year yeah I put do you know the movie Stardust yeah yeah so we put on Stardust yeah. I had one of those little TVs in my room. Yeah. Like the one with the screen disc, mm-hmm. like a 1920s TV with little VHS. Yeah, like a chunky, like a white chunky body. Yep. Yeah. It's a white box. Yeah. Put on Stardust and I made a big bowl of my mom's popcorn. Mm, what's your mom's popcorn? She, she <laughs> 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 I know it sounds I know it sounds kind of dirty, but it was just she would make it from scratch from a whirly a, you know, a whirly, whirly pop. pot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Grapeseed oil, nutritional yeast. Oh, yeah. I would have to warn my friends. I was, like, very proud of it, though, that my palate had adjusted to it. It was an acquired taste. But nutritional yeast, garlic, salt, pepper. Oh, my God. It sounds like Bjornkorn. Bjornkorn, my little favorite popcorn. Me, too. It takes me back. Wow. I wish it wasn't $7, but... Me, too. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's a drug. Is your mom still making the popcorn? Oh, absolutely. Every time. And I make... I've I've carried the torch. You carry the legacy. Yeah, absolutely. I make the popcorn for my friends. I love nutritional yeast. It's fucking so good. Nutritional yeast on popcorn is truly... so good. But some people... Hate it. I know, but I don't understand why. I think Audrey liked it. I think I liked that. Audrey about her. liked it. She wasn't like it. other girls. You were. You had a mouth full of nutritional yeast. Yeah, grease, greasy fucking tits. fingers. Yeah, grabbing, grabbing her, her breasts. Grabbing her C cups. Gorgeous, gorgeous breasts. It's a nice. That's what I have. Gor- a, 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 perfect. And did you? Perfect everyone handle. loves boobs. Let's just. Clear it's absolutely that up. fun. It's a stress toy. Yeah. Like <laughs> it is a stress toy. No, like I'm a tactile person. Like yeah. I did, it was just fun. And so when it was me, once again, below the neck, above the belt, yeah. Very fun. Yeah. And then the Golden Globes came around. And as they always do the horniest, the horniest award show yeah. in town. We were watching the Golden Globes with my twin. Wait, I also love that in high school I never watched any of this shit. No. I love I that in high school you were watching. I watched Golden every Globes. single one. Every award show. That was my personality. I was tracking every every network sitcom Who was winning drama. That, year? that was what, 2009, 2010? Yeah. 2009 and 2010. Oh God. I don't even know if I could tell I don't even know if I could tell you. We can have Tevi Tevi. I once can again you look I, and see you when I tell you the story, I was I could are. not focus because all of a sudden I felt a hand on my thigh oh. under the blanket. Also, we're next to my autistic twin brother. Um so I have a twin and he's autistic. And they had a really special bond, which was sweet. He, I I think, loved her too. Yeah. um, Like romantically. Oh. He was pretty much seated there on the couch and we were over here under a blanket. And that's when she decided to make the move, which was very uncomfortable for me. Once again, in my mind, I'm able to convince myself into anything. I'm like, well, of course I couldn't finish or really get fully hard because I'm next to my autistic twin brother. I don't really want to do that in front of him. Is, Is your brother identical? No. Not at all. Fraternal. We we don't even look related sometimes. <laughs> He's six eleven and four hundred fifty. Six eleven. Well, yeah, you're so tall. I know. I'm six. He makes me look tiny. I love being next to him. You, In a picture, yeah, I get to feel skinny. Mini. Yeah. He's six eleven. Yeah, which is like I'm at like the sexy cutoff where it's like people fetishize my height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can still pretty much fit anywhere. Six six, too tall. Six five, perfect. Exactly. I'm right. At, I'm like yeah. I'm six four and like three quarters. You know what I mean? I, I dated really a guy that was ways. six four, and I remember feeling so small. Abe is like the perfect height for me. Six. Abe is six. He's six feet, which for me is like great. I'm I'm like edging on five four. Edging on it. I mean, is height important? Is height important to you? Yes. Okay, I can't, it can't be important. Height is important to me too, but it can't be important to well, me. Well, wait, is height important to me? Let me clear. Let me get this straight. Yeah, go on. I've the dated every height on earth. Me the too. First, my first boyfriend in high school, who I love, love, love to this day, five six. Okay. Hot. So like you know, short king was I he like was he confident short king? He was a confident short king. He okay, still is. Hell fucking yeah! Absolutely, I love like it's hey important to me. No, but I do love the feeling. I like feeling short. I like feeling short among my girlfriends that are super tall. I like feeling short among my tall people. My tall people. I like feeling short too. Yeah. And that's really hard for me. Like to find someone above six five is almost it's a near impossible task. Yeah. And oftentimes those people who are six five, six, six taller, yeah. They want someone super tiny. Yeah. 
So unfortunately, I like bring them. I bring them to this place of almost like it's 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 too much reminding them of themselves. Here's the thing: when I do wear my like big heels, my big shoes that that knock me up to like you know five. I have some shoes that make me like five nine. I'm too powerful. Platform. I'm too powerful. I mean, know? that's twink height. You're like a you're gay twink height and at 5'9". And I become way, I become too, I rule the world when I'm 5'9". Absolutely. absolutely. And sometimes I need to take the shoes off because I feel I'm too powerful. You know what I mean? You're about to, yell, you're about to yell, you wag your finger and yeah. yell at someone. Yes. And I'm like, I, these, I need to get back down to earth. I need to be I'm, grounded. Yeah, I need to be grounded because this is giving me too much power, honey. Bare feet. Yeah. <laughs> connected, Barefoot. Connected to Mother Gaia. Yeah, I need to connect to Gaia. Exactly. Um, wow, you have a twin brother. Yes, I do, I do, I do. Are your parents tall? They have to My be. mom is six feet, stark okay. white platinum, like platinum hair. Oh my God. So yeah, unfortunately I could always like spot her in the auditorium. Is your dad tall? He's six feet. Okay, so, so together it makes sense. It does make sense. I think it definitely comes from six... her side. Yeah. And then a lot of like Midwestern. Is she like Scandinavian? There's some, there's like some Swiss. Yeah. There's some Swiss in us. Going on. Swiss, Scottish. So mutt. did you and your brother go to high school together? We did. He went to a, a few different schools, but he ended up back in my high school yeah. graduating. But like we were in very different like programs right. and, and lanes. So like I would really never see him. Were you close? Are you close? We are close. I think you can only be so close to like, you know, when you're at such, de- like you're developing at such different right. paces that... We obviously have a love for each other, but like we also he like annoy the shit out of me. So like right. he would always push me to the point of like I would hit him, and then he would go into a full rage state, mm-hmm. and then I'd be locked in my bathroom because mm. he was banging a lightsaber against the door. Mm. So you know what I mean? So we yeah. there's a, there's that bond, but then there's also I think that yeah. that bit of rivalry too. And once again, he was he was in love with Audrey too, so I think right. that was also a part of it. He sometimes be like, "You're not treating her well enough." She deserves oh. to be treated better. You need to see her more. Oh. Uh-huh. I love it's like that. like she deserves more. Wow. I mean, I was just running from my I was running from my own identity, Sam. He didn't know that at the time. So when she started giving you a hand job underneath the blanket watching the Golden Globes, you were like, <laughs> you were like, what? Like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, hmm. hmm. Coinciding with the hand job I had I had in the dark. I had started to watch gay porn on my own. So I was already, but how I would justify it to myself was like, well, I've got straight girlfriend, so I can watch gay porn and it balances out. Right, right. Once again, I'm all about the scales of justice being balanced. So I was like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I just, I watched my gay porn and then I have my straight girlfriend and then it's sort of, that's perfect. It's fine. It neutralizes itself. It's crazy what we convince ourselves into in high high school. In in life. In life in general. I mean, like I'm, I'm always like, you know, I'm, it's a constant battle. It, it's what I was doing. I was negotiating with myself every single day and living like a bifurcated gay life yeah. with my straight, with my straight, with girlfriend. straight girlfriend. But when she was going up and down, I, I got, I think my juvenile body got Of course. Hard. It's like, oh my God, someone's touching my penis. But like I, church, I, church and state were separated. I yeah, could yeah. not, I could not finish for the well, life no, of me. So I, I, mean... I had to be like. I'm too, I'm too roughed up. Like I, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I just went to the bathroom and I truly just stood, I stood in a corner until the owner went down. I just pretended I finished. I told all my, all my straight male theater, but straight male, male friends, I told them that she gave me a hand job. And of course they're like, Oh, and did you finish? I said, yeah, but I had to leave the room. It was too much. Oh, it's so I just sweet. lied. I just lied. So you were into theater. You did theater yeah, in high that school. Was absolutely. I love. From Pauper to Prince of the theater program. And you were the star. By senior, by senior year, I was, yes, king of the theater king kids. King of the theater My school was like 5,000 kids. So like, Whoa. I think what was both nice and also very daunting if you didn't find your, like, your path or your track or your, like, your niche, you could just get lost in a sea of adolescence. You but know, like I had my I had my group immediately. Everyone I've spoken to today has gone to these huge high schools. Yeah, it felt like college. I mean, high school my high school was harder than college. College was there was not a single hard class in college for me. That compared is, to like what I had to do senior year of high school. That is so crazy. I know. So like it was, was very your high school clicky? Very clicky. But once again, like there's so many kids that like right. 
you kind of just knew there were clicks and right. you were just like, okay, well, what's mine? Do you right, know what I mean? It was right. more about finding your own click, even within the clicks, like even within the popular kids, there was like, okay, there's like the um, the female lacrosse popular girls. And right. then there's like, just like the drinking popular girls. There's the, the cocaine party girls. Right. There's just like, the, there was a hot list at my school, like... Oh, there was yeah. a hot, hot list, Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Was it just girls or was it boys too? Well, it was just girls at first, but then the girls, the girls brought back. Yeah. They bit back. Were you on the list? No. Really? <laughs> no. I was sweet little cherub. Like, Why not? I would have voted you on the list. You're very, hot. That's very sweet. I looked, I looked a little different in high school. What was the style? What was the style? We were a little softer on the edges. I mean, it was, it was... I mean, I was I would rock and kicks. I would I had my Air Force Ones. Okay. I was like that. I was a, I was obsessed with shoes. My was my, my mother's Give son. Give me two pairs. I need two pairs so I can get it popping in my Air Force Ones. Oh. Do you remember that song? I don't. But <gasps> do you remember that song, Chevy? Yeah, it's it's a Nelly song. Oh fuck! My mom loves Nelly. <laughs> should know. I should know this. Walking into traffic after this. I'm your no, mom. I take I, off my mask. No, that's just a weird fact about my mom. Really she was funny. like the old woman. Not old. She's not old. But, you know, she was the middle-aged woman at an Ellie concert. That was like, You're that's how I knew my mom. yourself a hole. No, digging, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make oh, you digging. listen to Air Force Ones after this. Okay, please. It's a good song. I was more like, you know the Paolo Nutini song? Hey, I got my new shoes on and suddenly everything's right. No. Okay, well, I'm going to show, gonna, I'm gonna show gonna, you that our little shoe song. I'm going to swap. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So you're in your Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones, Levi jeans, and then... Are we in like a 501? We're in a 501. I was like... I used to be like, when I found 501s, I was like, I'm only wearing 501s yeah. for the rest of, I'm going to make that my thing. That's like mine. I, I am, I am like, I'm wearing, I only wear 501s in terms not, of See, jeans. not 501s actually didn't really fit me. I just yeah. liked the branding of a 501. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrangler, I'm like a Wrangler boy. I like 501s and 502s. And What's I, a 502? It's just like a slightly different cut. I For some reason, my like fat Midwestern thighs do not fit into 501. <laughs> so like I would get them to fit my thigh and yeah. then it'd be really loose around the top. But that's, I think that's like common. I Because I, I only is. like vintage 501s, obviously. Unique me. <laughs> but uh, a little frayed. Yeah, a little, little, little distressed. You worn know, in. Worn in. A little worn in knee. But what was the top? What were your tops like? Tops were, I would say it was like the, the pipeline from like Abercrombie mm. to J. Crew. Yeah. Because Jake Mad Men... And like J. Crew Renaissance yes. hit right as I was starting high school. That J. Crew Renaissance really did come through. And I was and like, they like completely it was so it became really cool. No, I it was it was literally everything. I remember my friends pulled together to buy me a matching bow tie yeah. and like dress shirt from J. Crew for like my senior year birthday. It was like right after I had come out. That's... And I literally was like this. I was like, you guys you guys shouldn't have done this. This is too much. I was hype about J. Crew. Yes. But I also I found thrifting in in high school, sophomore yeah. year. And that was kind of like actually this outfit, I I like this. It's a rewear of an outfit, but no one's seen it before. So I'm it's just out of myself. Outfit. But it's also representative of every phase I had in high school every year. My I first year, it. I wore Abercrombie beanie with like a, a fl- two flaps, those little string, yep, yep, stringy sides, yep. fake uh, shearling on the inside. Yep. I wore it every day. His name was Smitty. And that was like what people knew me at. They were just like Mike and his hat, Smitty. 
I don't know. I, and I thought that was so funny and it's cool. very indie boy. It indie was. emo boy. And that's when I was listening to like, you know, the script. Yeah. And Still the fray. Love it. Exactly. The little indie sleeves trying it's to really so feel cute. feel my feels yes. and feel a little cool. Yes. And then I went to Salvation Army. Yes. With some improv boys. I was also an improv. Digging myself a deeper hole, but we went to Salvation Army and I found this baby blue sweater vest. And I had not even owned a sweater vest before. That's why I'm wearing a sweater right. vest. But that sweater vest changed everything. Changed the game. I didn't change what I was wearing underneath. It was still two t-shirts at all times. Yes. But I would put the sweater vest over the what two t-shirts. What kind of two t-shirts? One would be like some sort of like school shirt that you would get either from like PE or some yeah, yeah. play I was in. And then on top of that would be like a, a graphic wacky tee. Like what? Like uh, something from Urban Outfit. Like something from Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Urban Outfitters was also, I think, really climaxing at that time in a big way. Too. Urban Outfitters was king when I was in high school. Like Urban Outfitters was. It was Mecca. I would say quintessential. And that was like what where like the the, the the queer, cool, like Northwestern college students were shopping next to the yeah. movie theater that we would go to in high school. Love that. And so you'd always peep in to the Urban Outfitters. And, they, and their on. clearance section yeah. is oh all I God. could afford, but you their clearance section was... Popping off because they had so much back stock that like you could go to their clearance section and get a shirt for like $4.99. Oh, and I did. And I did. Yeah. Almost every month I would just go to Urban Outfitters, get a $4.99 shirt. I'd go to the J. Crew sales section to also have crazy... Like, yeah. Four times a year they would have crazy like 75% off, 25% off. The, the clearance price already. A little kiss me, I'm Irish shirt. I was really, remember I remember those. Oh, absolutely. Virginia is for lovers. Absolutely. Like I'm, sure I ha- I'm sure I had all of them. Yeah. Just Ciao like Bella. Collect- just like collecting the quarters. Yeah. I, oh, no. Ciao Roma is Ciao what it Roma. Said. Yeah. I had a Ciao Roma shirt. I actually have a picture of me. Wait, please. Oh, my God. Wearing a Ciao Roma Wow, you guys are really going to like Were you V-neck? I hated V-necks because I had big tits. And you didn't want to, sh- and you did not want to show them off. Um, I did not want to show them off. Wait, but even like the V-neck with them, like the little um cami underneath. You know what I mean? The little you'd you'd see the little bit of the exposed cami. The little cami. bit. See, I was wearing a chowroma. Chowroma. I mean, you look, look gorgeous. You look gorgeous. I was in. Eighth grade. You look in- you look intimidating. Were you intimidating? Yeah, I think in so. In eighth grade? Like what was your vibe in eighth grade? <sighs> in eighth grade I had <sighs> In eighth grade I was like casually smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I would have been terrified if you I would not be able to look you in the eyes. I was smoking pot for sure. A in lot eighth of eighth grade? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was such a nerd goof. I was in smoking high school. a I did not. lot of pot. The more and were your more, parents just like lax about it, or were they, they kind were of like just aloof? They okay. were focused on themselves or focused on work. So I just was in a very. They were great parents in many ways, but in a lot of other ways, extremely absent. I'm the youngest of three. Okay, so they're kind of third time around. Well, I'm, I'm my mom's second, my dad's third. Uh, I also, I think I gave off an energy of, I've always been able to handle myself. Like, I've always been very self-sufficient. Yes. I started cooking myself dinner when I was, like, nine. You know what I mean? I've always Matilda been able. Vibes. Yeah, like, I'm, I got it on lock. So I think because my parents had always seen that in me, they felt like perhaps I needed less guidance than I actually needed in reality, mm. you know, because I acted very self-assured and very. I was, I was, I know. was the same. Yeah. I, because my, my twin needed so much attention. Right. I kind of from the very early ages of like, I don't know, six, seven, I just had to like kind of amuse myself. Yeah. And like. Pretty much that's why I think why I love dolls. I had so many dolls and toys. Like I had a full soundstage, full studio at all times because that's all I was doing was just entertaining myself right. and making sure I was out of my parents' way so they could take care of my twin. Was it just you and your brother? And I have an older I have an older brother too. Love who that. Who was like the good boy of the family, but right. like meanwhile he started drinking when he was 
you know, eighth grade into, into freshman year. But yeah. like, my parents did not know. He was uh, very good at keeping it a secret. So my mom would be mad when I tried to stay out till like 11 or 12 at night, did not you, even drinking. Did you drink or do anything in high school? No, not until senior, not literally until senior year. I was such a good boy. And my mom and I would get into screaming fights weekly because I just wanted to stay out a little bit later with like my weird, right. nerdy theater friends like, playing games. I was like, we're just playing improv games. Yeah. That's it. Literally, that is it. We're watching bad horror films. I pray to God that if I ever have a child, they just are like, we just want to play zip zap zop. But she wouldn't she wouldn't be, she wouldn't believe me. She thought I was up to, she thought I was up to no good. But she liked when I was with Audrey because I think she knew Audrey was like a very good girl. Wow. Did she did it was so you were with Audrey. Were you a good student? Very good student. But like Audrey and I were two different kinds of students where like I could just kind of show up written the essay at like you know that morning right and then turn it in and get an a and shoot me or like study for the test that morning and, get an a, and she would be studying for like weeks at a time flashcards you know spreadsheets all of that so you're a good student rate. you're a good test taker Weird. i feel like teachers probably loved you i was yeah i was like look i did i did Charming. well i'm, ag- I'm agreeable yeah. i was sweet I, I would raise my hand not, not too much i wasn't a show off yeah i was just kind of there to vibe have a good time but like also, my school is very weird in that we had, like, a, a number system. Yeah. So there was obviously AP, which was, like, level five. Right. And then there was level four, which was not AP, but pretty much the same thing as AP, just a little bit less. And then there was level three, which is, like, normie, but still kind of, like, looked down upon right. if you take level three. So were you level five? And then there's level two, which you don't. No, you, don't talk about you level can't two. be a level you two. You can't talk about level two. So what were you? I was, I started level three. Yeah. Tried and true level three. Humble, and then I, I I never went to five. I stayed at four. Whatever. Because I was also like, who I, this, needs five? I, no, because I literally was like, I'm not going to be doing any of this. Like, I'm going to no. be studying musical theater. Like, yeah. I don't need these skills. Like, I just need to focus on my craft. Yeah. So I'm going to stay in level four. Yep. And then focus fully on my extracurriculars. Um. So when did you finally break up with Audrey? Senior year after Beauty and the Beast. We what were, happened? We were in the same cast. Uh, we, I was Lumiere, she was Mrs. Potts. So you know, it was already percolating by the time senior year started, obviously. Yeah. And at th- that point, there, there was a fracture in our relationship of just, she was really horny. Mm. And I was so, I was so, afraid. I would truly just like, I once again, I would use the phantom ball pain. Yeah, phantom ball over pain. Over and over again. Like I pushed it to the limit. Phantom ball pain. No, truly like, t- I pushed it to the limit until literally she was like, I know your family schedule. I know your your stepmom and your dad are not home. I know we can have the house to ourselves because it's like we had the day off from school. It was one of those like teacher conference yeah. days. We're having sex. And I was like, great. I was like, awesome. I was like, put it in the calendar. Let's put it in, let's literally put when we're losing our opportunities in the calendar. And it was like a Monday, it was like a Monday during the day. And it was honestly, I, I have a, I do have a song about it. I do sing it from her perspective. Um, That's really because funny. it was uh, traumatizing for me. Obviously, she's great. But, but did it, you did you have sex? We did. I did. I did enter inside of her, <laughs> and I lasted two minutes. And here's the thing: God knows what He's doing. It felt good, but to get there. That was a psychological <laughs> war that I don't think I've uh, ever want to experience again. Yeah. The, the things I had to try and fantasize, like just to even pull up some sort of like, I would, a gust of wind would come, yeah. put on a condom, fall back down, the condom yeah. would be wasted. We went through like eight condoms and I had to le- I had to turn the other way. She's like, do you want some help? I was like, no, <laughs> do not come close to me. I had to leave the room, go to my bathroom, psych <sighs> myself up in the mirror. Eventually, somehow... We got a strong enough gust. I got it in and I finished. I did it. But that was, I couldn't do it again. I did it once and I said, I don't think. That's for you. I don't think we can do this again. And no. then Beauty and the Beast happened. Coincided with the Hunger Games premiere, which was like, a, that's a seminal moment for me because mm-hmm. I invited all of my friends to the midnight premiere yes. of Hunger Games, except for my literal love of my life girlfriend, Audrey. I did not invite her to the Hunger Games midnight premiere. <laughs> and hoping she'd get some sort of hint. Right. And she texted me while we were there and she was like, why didn't you why didn't you invite me to this? Like all you invited all of your friends and my two friends pulled me into the emergency staircase. JJ? The, JJ wasn't there, unfortunately. Okay. But I because once again JJ was fighting for the relationship. Yeah. JJ wouldn't have been able to help me in that moment. Yeah. But they were like, you have to do it. You just have to end it. 
You have yeah. to tell her you want to go on a break. And so I literally texted her. I said, yeah, I didn't invite you because I don't think this is working anymore. And I'm going to go enjoy the movie, but I think <laughs> I should go on a break. Oh and the spring break was happening. Like it was starting that next week. It was week. imminent. Yeah. And so we met. We met up after that week and we broke up. But, and this ties back to the short king of it all, the next day after we broke up, her best friend all of high school, a very sweet man, he's kind of the opposite of me. He's like five, I think he's like five, six-ish. Yeah. I love him to death, John Katz. He hates me because I was in his way the whole time. He professed his love to her. And he said, I've loved you all of high school. And um, I've been wanting to do this for so long. And I can finally ask you out. Will you be my, like, will you be my girlfriend? And she said, yes. And they're married with child now. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, I kind of, I really lucked out on the breakup of it all because, like, she got an even better happy ending at the end of it. And So, are you and Audrey cool? We are cool. We were close for a while. But I think just, like, with college and then you just slowly, yeah. dr- like, drift apart. Like, I was not invited to their wedding, which... I did want to show up like Maleficent. You should have. Well, like, well, does anybody, does well. anybody have any objections? You all of a sudden pop up. She really in full like, cosplay. Yeah. I, I really would have. I really would have shown up. But um, no, I didn't, so it's also just like, yeah, cool. You go live your life. I'm going to go do my thing. And I have all the love in the world for her. I still think John. I think I wasn't invited because John doesn't like me. 100%. And that's okay. And that's okay. I, I, he doesn't want to invite a stallion like you into the into the wedding. No, absolutely not. I no. mean, I, I I will say I think Audrey's mom really liked me, and it took him a while to like <laughs> warm her over to his side because oh he just God. wasn't he just wasn't me. I was I I mean, look, I was her daughter's like gay BFF. Yeah, was, she was also dating, so of yeah. course she liked me. Of course, she just didn't know why. And I'm sure that there was something inside of Audrey's mom's mind that was like Audrey's very safe with him. Exactly. Yeah, because she knew I didn't want to take advantage. Yeah, I, if anything, I, I, I actually. Didn't want no, to do I wanted to keep all. my distance. I just wanted to hang out. Yeah. I truly just wanted to hang out. Yeah. So that, but that, and then the other gift that happened, um, my best friend, he, I won't say names for this, a week after our breakup, because obviously we were the talk of the, the right. theater wing um, for that week. And I literally was like, oh, FML. And <laughs> my friend, okay, I won't say his name. You can make he, up a name. Uh, my friend, Georgie. Bo. Oh, Bo. Georgie. Bo. We'll say Bo. He was embroiled in a um, cheating scandal with one of my other best friends and then at at the time his girlfriend. And so that quickly overshadowed our breakup because then all of a sudden... All the focus was on the cheating scandal. And as we all know, cheating scandals in high school are huge. Oh, there's nothing bigger. It was like breaking news. Huge, yeah, yeah. And so then I I got to just like sneak away from any drama. And then a few weeks later, I did come out. And just a few weeks. Just a few weeks. Was I need. Audrey... I needed. I was on a mission. I needed to come out before high school ended. Was Audrey like? Did she say anything to you? Oh yeah. I mean, no. I I, I had a moment with her because I was. Mm. That was. That's who I was most nervous to tell. And I had a crazy voice teacher in high school. We were truly like a little cult. We were called Nitschke Kids, and he is a true character. Like. Hi, Greta. That's like he would leave voicemails on all of our phones. And he would just say, hi, Greta, it's Dr. Nitschke. It's 3.43 p.m. And I'm leaving you a voicemail to tell you that you have a lesson tomorrow at 5 p.m. Bring your chopstick. Oh, my God. And he told me after I'd come out to him, he was like, be careful about telling Audrey because she was also one of his students. And I was like, why? He's like, well, I've just had exes that never talked to me again because I came out I came out to them and told them why we broke up and they resented me for it, for wasting their time. So be careful. And so I was so afraid to tell her. And then I told her and I got to see her connect the dots in her head of yeah. like, oh my God. Which probably felt oh my God. So, I mean, that probably felt so good because she was probably feeling yes. like like something was wrong with her. It's the ultimate. It wasn't you. It was me. Oh my god. It was the ultimate. You know what I mean? It was the ultimate. Yeah. Like it wasn't you. Yeah. Like it's not you. It's me. Yeah. I like Dick. I'm sorry. We both actually share something in common. Yeah. I think the most this important actually thing in common. actually bring us closer. And so I think there was like a, such a relief after yeah. that for her. And also once again, she had a boyfriend who then has become right. her husband and now so father crazy. of her child. So crazy. So like she's clearly one. It's all in worked the dynamic. out. And I like had I had a night where I just kind of ripped. I ripped off the band-aid and texted all of my best friends. I would I said, hey, dot dot dot. Audrey's gonna be my last girlfriend. Dot dot dot. If you know what I mean. Dot dot dot. <laughs> That's I sent that to probably like 10 people. 
That's my closest friends. So funny. And they and all were like, we love you, Mike. We love you. We're like, yes, so get it. Sweet. And then I saw my best friend, Jackie, who's still like best best friend from high school, like will be the, the best woman at my wedding if I have a wedding. And I saw her in person. I was like, okay, I'm going to say the same thing. I say to everyone else. I said, Jackie, I have something to tell you. Audrey's going to be my last girlfriend, if you know what I mean. And Jackie goes, she looks me in the eyes. She goes, no, I don't know what you mean. Like kind of smiling. Yeah. And I was like, uh, well, you're just supposed to celebrate. Like, you're just supposed to celebrate me. I was like, no, I, you know what I mean. She's like, I don't. I think you need to say it. Oh. And I like, and it was like, and you know, I mean, I hadn't even realized right, that I had right, not said right. the word gay to right. anyone yet, to even myself. Right. And so it was like this big climactic, like that would be, in my movie, that's like the moment I'm crying. I'm like, I can't. She's like, you yeah. can't. Say it. Yeah. 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 And then that was, and then that was, and it sucks because like, I instantly got so much closer with all my best friends. You know right. what I mean? It was that, it was that wall, that facade. Right. That really was just this like, opaque barrier between me and my best friends that like that summer before college was so meaningful for me because I actually got to bond with them. Right. As like the real me. Your authentic self. Bow tie. Bow tie forward. Bow tie came into play. That's where the bow tie came into play. (sighs) Oh my goodness. Knock, knock, knock. Is that a door knock I hear? Why, yes, it is. We are in the high school guidance counselor's office and I'm your high school guidance counselor. <sighs> Hello, Miss Titleman. Hello. <laughs> in this section of the show, you get to rectify a wrongdoing of your high school past. So you can say fuck you to someone or you can apologize to someone or you can do both. Wow. I mean, I think I have to apologize to both myself and to my ex. I, I, it's tough to apologize. And I guess I would love your um, professional opinion on this. Mm. Is there a right time to come out? I think there's a part a part of me that wants to apologize to myself for taking so long. But my journey's my journey. No. I, you know what I mean? Like it, that's the tough part. Is like, could she have been a high school sweetheart with her now husband from freshman year? No, no, no. Also, like she, also, these are the conversations you replay in your here's, own head. Here's my thing. She probably wasn't ready to date her now husband no. when she was dating you. And I also think, like, in terms of Coming out and like feeling ready to do that, I think that you do that when you are ready. Mm. You know, I I don't I don't think that that's even worth tormenting yourself about. And I and I don't really, but I guess I would apologize to her for the 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 treacherous journey we went on together emotionally. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she probably is like relieved if anything to know that the reason why you couldn't get hard wasn't her yeah and there was one guy only and it was while i was still straight one guy who like pushed me in the hallway and called he said watch what you watch watch where you're going faggot that was my one faggot moment like it was like sophomore year and i think i was like that's when I was like still really convinced yeah. I was straight, and I was like, <laughs> "You're like, do you know I have a girlfriend? I have a girlfriend. I because they yeah. were really they were like the couple that would make out in the hallway. You're like, I have I a girlfriend. Go fi- I gotta go find my girlfriend and make out with her and touch her, touch and her, touch breasts, her breasts, her breasts that, that I've equated yeah. to stress balls. <laughs> I need to go and squeeze her stress my ball emotional support breasts. animal. Yeah, <laughs> Audrey. Get, yeah, you need to get my emotional emotional support goat out in the out out here. Yeah. <laughs> now. I guess the other thing I wanted to bring up for the guidance counselor. Yes, I was a Craig's. I was a Craigslist boy. What do you mean? I would post ads on Craigslist for men to come. Yes, and f- tall, virgin bottom. Literally, should be a ghost right now. And would would you meet up? <gasps> oh yeah. Wait, hold on. We need to go back. Wait, 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 wait. And that's yeah. When that's, were you doing this? This was I th- when I. When you came out. When I came out, okay, I became so poster like, boy for Craigslist. So then this and was... Grindr was coinciding with like Grinder was just starting to find its footing too, but I would kind of tag team it. I had a What was the, okay, when was, was the first guy, time you did it and was it scary the first yeah, time? Yeah, it was. He was a father. Um which was my t- I my type is like older man. Honey, you're daddy. like living euphoria. No, quite literally I was. I once again, like I would post full pictures of myself with my friends on Craigslist being like tall virgin bottom, like asking for it to be kidnapped and never be seen again. So then who was the first person? Um, He was this very nice, like 38 year old man who had a giant penis. And I thought that's what I, I was like, that's what I want. 
for my first time. That's yeah, that's definitely huge what I want. Huge dick. But that's also like what yeah, you're just like yeah. you are conditioning yourself for whatever what, whatever you're watching porn you're porn, watching. And unfortunately yeah. I stumbled into the like prosthetic monster cock right, right. area of right. Pornhub. Yeah. And And uh, we all stumble there sometimes. We all stumble there. I had a yeah. phase of like 13 to 14, like, truly, they must have been prosthetics. They They can't be be real. I can't imagine they're real for anyone's safety. No. And then also two two dick porn. Mm. Men with with two penises. Mm. Love that. Yes, that is a a sub-sub-genre of porn. But there are men, whether it's prosthetic or not, that would have two penises and they would enter both holes. The ass and the... Ass and and vagine. And vagine. Same time. Wow. And then also, I think I saw two dicks in entering a woman, and I was it aroused me. I think because there were two penises, right? Two wow. better than one. So wait, you meet up with the Craigslist guy. I meet up with him, and yeah, I, I like see his son's room. I'm just like we kind of make his way. We make our way to his bedroom. Was this the first guy you hooked up with? No, okay. this is the first guy I lost my virginity to. Okay, I had okay. like before that, I was priming myself up with this. Uh, scenario I would I would ask, ask these guys to play out with me which is like a <laughs> a hitchhiker mm. showing up on my doorstep love that pretending that their car was broken down like and then they wanted to play. take a, yeah like they wanted to take a nap love that and that's and that's all they like that yeah, they wanted to rest their eyes for a moment and make a phone call so how would you tell them that that's the scenario you wanted I was I mean I, always I was a screenwriter from a young yes, age I would yes. really write it out I would write it out the script out for them of what to say it's like a Jeffrey Dahmer like you call me Jeffrey <laughs> It's, I guess it is Dahmer of me. No, it's not. It's it's so interesting. I know, and I, I think well, it must it, have it been actually act- is rooted in wanting control, probably. Yes, absolutely. I think from other prior experiences that I had, you know, middle yeah. school and stuff. Like, I, I think it was me subconsciously taking back control. You know what I mean? So then you had sex with the big dicked thirty-eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And that was probably crazy. Yeah, it was the, I mean, most pain I've ever, it's like truly being pierced by a blade. Because I would just like try, I didn't know what it, you know what I mean? You don't know what it feels like until yeah, yeah, it's, until happening it's happening to you. Oh and you're, and it just feels like, oh, it's like the alien coming out of the stomach and alien, but like reverse it. That's like what it felt. It felt like the alien was going in to my butthole. And I was like, yeah, truly just like tears down my, my cheeks, just being like, it's fine. It's fine. And eventually, I guess it felt good. You know, it felt good eventually. Did you have sex with him again? No, I never saw him again. But then you saw other Craigslist people. I had one guy, and um, what his initial J, we'll say J. Um, first time we met was at his buddy's house in a pool shed. And he was also older, and I didn't know much about him, but like fucked me in a pool shed on a inflatable flamingo. That was really good. And so I saw him again. This time he invited me over to his house, mm. entered the side door, mm. saw maybe child size six Uggs in pink. Mm. You know what I mean? In the corner of my eye, I was like, mm. "There, are k- kids exist here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I kind of, we, he takes me up to his room, big master bedroom. Mm. I see, I peek into the closet. I can just kind of see, it's like a walk-in big closet. There's mm. a full woman. So I was like, oh, I'm literally just in this man's house. Yeah. The other woman. His wife and his kids are gone. Maybe out yeah. to the botanical gardens for the day. Who's yeah. to say? Yeah, who's to but say? But I lived my other woman fantasy for a moment wow. that summer before college, really wow. thinking I was that bitch. Were you eighteen? No, but in in Chicago, in Illinois, seventeen is the legal age. Yeah, I mean, on the record. Yeah, on the record. On the record, no, and I we was, love doing things on the record on the show. I I was I mean no I was not I mean also literally. A, Tight virgin, you know what I mean? Tight virgin bottom on Craigslist. By the way, like. That advertises I'm underage. I went through like a fantasy moment of wanting to like respond to Craigslist ads. Like I went through a moment of like people seeking like. heart racing. People seeking like pillow princesses or like people wanting to do like. Like, like wanting, like, like just want a sub girl for like toy play. I was always like, I would read them and I'd be like, oh my God, I wish that like, you are a six foot five man. I I, wanted to feel like little boy. Yeah. But like, I feel like I was so scared of literally getting like 
trafficked yeah. that like See, I should have been more I should have been more scared but I am big but I was like big and flimsy yeah but I think that there's I think that like it's harder to it's harder to steal a six foot five man that is true I, I'm sure I had fight in me I'm a little bit more of like a pocket yeah you really could just pocket, pocket rocket. rocket pocket rocket <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't know I'd bet on you in a fight you're oh, between absolutely. us. You would win in a murder, fight. Murder, murder. No, absolutely. You know, you would know exactly the pressure point to hit. Feisty, make babe. my knees bend. A hundred percent. If you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be? Don't say yes to Audrey. Going to turnabout. <laughs> <no. laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, the advice I'd give myself. I think, yeah, don't, don't exist. In the shadows, like in the unspoken shame that yeah. you existed in for so long, like it's you're like you're you're gonna be fine. Like you're gonna find the light. Yeah, and it's not on the chat rooms. It's no. not on Craigslist. No. It's not on Grinder. It's not. I I would say get off of three two one gateen chat dot com. That's what I would say. Because that's I was on three two one gateen chat throughout my entire relationship. Wow, that was a chat room that. 321gayteenchat.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Tevia, keep on forgetting our classmates corner. Do we have one today? Yes. Um, we have Kate writing in. Who says, hey, Greta, I've been a fan since your insightful and hilarious days at the Lady Lovin' Podcast. Oh, thank you for listening to that. The <laughs> guidance you. counselor moment I'm seeking is for an apology to a best friend I had in high school that I dropped like a hotcake the summer after graduation. She did not deserve such callous treatment, and now I see through years of therapy that I was abandoning her before she abandoned me a second time. The first time was when she broke plans with me to hang out with her boyfriend when I was nursing a broken heart after my first real breakup. I have never or I have seen her a couple times when I've been back home, but it was never an appropriate time for a deep discussion. I've been torn on reaching out to her via social media as I think my real motive is to relieve my own guilt. It's not that I'm trying to rekindle the friendship, to be honest. What do you think? Thank you for the thousands of laughs and the antidepressant spirit you bring to my life weekly, Kate. That's a nice email. That's Thank so... you for writing in. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we you know how we feel about apologies on the show. And remind me, how how do we feel about apologies on the show? <laughs> Tevi, how do we feel about apologies on the show? Sometimes it's self-serving exactly. and maybe not for the other person. Exactly. Do you need to open that that wound up for the other person. Yeah, I think that like a lot of the time I feel like, and I feel this way personally, like whatever I'm seeking, really what I'm seeking is the other person telling me that it's okay. Is the other person telling me they don't hate me? Is the other person telling me everything's fine, don't worry? But that also might be forcing them to like give you closure in a way that would be performative for them. Correct, and also... They might not feel that way. Exactly. And but if you're like being like, hey, I really want to like yeah. apologize. Yeah. Uh, most likely, more likely than not, they're not going to be like, yeah, actually, fuck you. Like, I'm not, don't ever talk to you. They're like, yeah, it's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm healed. Whatever. I actually, I had, I was on the other side of Kate's situation. Oh, I was really? Like, I had a very bad friend breakup at the end of college mm. and kind of like, kind of dropped me immediately. It was like four years best friend dropped and... I think, and I've I've seen him since. Yeah, he lives out here, and we've like gotten dinner. Like it's kind of cordial now. But like, if he were to ever like, I don't I don't know if I'd need him to apologize to me because right. once again, it'd be coming from a place of like serving himself. Right. Whereas like I've done the work to heal myself and to move on, and I'd be like, yeah, what you did really sucked and really hurt me in a way that I've never been hurt before. But I'm fine. Yeah. I it was a gift. You know what I mean? It was a gift. Right. Probably for for Kate. Or her friend, it was a, a gift in a way. Yeah. I'm sure that friend learned so much. Sometimes, like the like most primal wounds that were were given, yeah, help us grow the most. Because like I literally thank I thank him now right. for uh, for the forced change he made me go through. Like I had to grow so much from that. Yeah, moment. I think that these are just we all have moments in our lives where we're like humiliated by our own behavior, yeah. but like. An apology, knowing someone's cool with you, it still doesn't change it. It doesn't change what's happened. And you just gotta, you know, I think that you need to know in your heart that, like, you're good. So that's it. 
And peace. Peace is the answer. Yeah, I can. T- I can. Once again, I was on the other side of the situation, but I yeah. did write a letter at the end of our friendship. I, I did write a letter being like, this is what our friendship meant to us. And like, I'm hurt yeah. by you in this way. And I sent it to him. And what did it lead to? A five hour fight. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. it didn't actually. So- Me it reaching out and trying to get closure yeah. actually didn't solve anything. Yeah. I mean, I reached out to an ex-boyfriend of mine to try and get closure. And I didn't hear a response back until literally <sighs> like seven years later. And it was just like so not. Was he lost at sea? What what? It took seven years? <laughs> I don't know. But it was like, yeah, you realize like, oh, actually, like you aren't hearing me. You're not absorbing what I'm saying. And in fact, you're like disappointing me more in this response. So then you just got to let it go. Yeah. People in your life for a reason or a season, yeah. you know? Say that. Say that, motherkins. People are in your life for a reason or a season. Period. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, did you go to your prom? I did. What'd you wear? Uh, It should have been more fabulous. It was like an ugly ass gray men's warehouse rental Mm. tux Mm. with baby blue, baby blue underneath. Yes, with a bow tie. Bow tie. I chose bow tie. What color? It was baby blue. It matched the vest. Baby blue. Yes, yes. Love that. It matched the vest and it was very vest forward. Who did you take? So Audrey and I had just we had broken up obviously right. before prom, so it was the big scandal. Who's Mike gonna take? Yes. Who's Mike gonna take to yes. senior year prom? Yes, I ended up taking my dear, dear, dear friend Emily Ronsky. Love that. Who, um, bi queen? I came out to her. She was the first person I came out to actually as bi mm. before I had transitioned to gay. When it was Kinsey scale three. When I was, I was like, hey, I'm three, mama. <laughs> yeah. She was like, you're a six. She was like, uh huh. She was like, she knew I was a six. Um, but I took her and she was a junior. So it was like a big deal for her. Yeah. And that is where like prom was drama. Cause by that point I was like casually drinking. Not right. a lot. I could count on like one hand how many times I was drinking mom. Right. But like my mom was like, Still no drinking until you graduate high school, until right. you get to college. My dad, my parents were divorced, so my dad did not care. So when I was with my dad, didn't matter. When I was with my mom, it mattered. Yeah. But technically, the night of prom, I was with my with dad. With your dad. My mom still came to the pictures beforehand, along of with course. my twin, Sam, mm-hmm. who was not going. And I think, once again, a bit jealous. Yeah. Um, he sabotaged me. He overheard the parents, other parents, talking about the after party. Because mm. my my dad had to give permission. Right. For me to drink at this after party at uh, my friend's parents' house. And he heard that and he tattled to my mom. Not right away, later on in the night. And so while we're downstairs, I'm literally coming out to all of my like second, third tier friends. Yeah. Like truly just pulling people aside, telling them, getting high yeah. fives by like the straight guys there. My friend's dad pulls me up stairs. He's like, Mike, you need to come up here right now. My mom is on the phone with him. I could hear her screaming. He was holding the phone. I could hear her screaming through the phone. She's like, "You could, I could have you arrested for supervising these kids drinking. She's like, I could have you arrested. And she told, she's like, Mike, you need to leave right now or I'm, I'm calling the cops on your friend's parents. So you had to leave. <laughs> no, I luckily, I, I hostage negotiated. I said, mom, you're not ruining this party for my friends. You're not ruining this night for anyone else here. You're not ruining it for me. Whatever consequences you want to give me, you give me them tomorrow. But tonight I'm living. Something like that. Probably a little bit more. And she I, was like, okay, fine. Yes. And I may, also was fully blackout at this point. And <laughs> so I think that was, I had confidence. Right. I had confidence. Next day, she tries to take away, uh, there was Angels in America playing yeah. uh, at some theater in Chicago. And yeah. I already seen part one with yeah. my gay uncle, Craig. And we were going to go to part two that weekend. She said, you can't go to part two. <gasps> She said, you're not going to Angels in America part two. That's your punishment <laughs> oh for drinking. Oh, my God. And I lost it. And, yeah. Lily, and Craig, if there's anyone you don't want to like out, try it out, bitch, it's Craig. And he, to this day, I won't know what he pulled on my mom, but he, he pulled something on her that to this day, I don't know that she let me go. I don't know what it is. Well, because I think in reality, he probably would have been like, listen. No, no. He, to- he told me he threatened her with something. <laughs> one day you'll have to know you'll have to find out he told yeah he threatened her with something no it was full threat like threat level oh my god he's like you're not taking this away from him and oh if you do god. this will happen oh my god so that was my prom wow what a storied past you have <laughs> I gotta know last question of the pod what was your senior superlative uh, it's quite apt can I guess sure most likely to be famous 
similar. Most likely to be on SNL. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like big at my school. So once again, it's like 5,000 kids. So yeah. like the yearbook was kind of like a who's who. A big deal. And there was like a there was like a nomin like a nominating committee. Yeah. You got nominated and then you campaigned. My friend JJ <laughs> Campaigned. I was gonna for say JJ's a producer to the stars. I, I did not campaign, and more importantly, Audrey really wanted us to be couple. Like most likely, mm-hmm. I don't even it was most likely to be a couple. I don't know, most likely to be most married, to get or, married or something. <laughs> um, and she was campaigning. She wanted to, us to campaign for that, but I secretly I, I cared more about SNL, of course. And I, but I didn't campaign, and you still got and it. I won. And that was it. That was that. A, that was a moment. That was a career-defining moment for me. It really was. Who's still not anywhere close to SNL? Oh, but you know what? Uh, you never, know, never say never. You never they seem, know. They seem tired. Never say never. I will never I'll say, say never. never. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, thank Air you. Force Ones. Yeah, Air Force Ones. We're gonna do a hot. It's all about mashups today. Um, thank you so much for coming thank on my show. What a treat of an episode. So it's much more to unearth with you. I know, leaving leaving a lot of things dangling. We dang didn't clean. even but dig it all. Just received. Tip. That was just the tip. You need to come back for a part two. Okay. You've gotten the part two badge. There are there are a few that have gotten the part two wow. badge on the on the show. I know. There are and there are and by then I think I'll be ready to speak my truth I love it and by then I'll, I'll, I'll have some things to say by then you'll come out as straight mm-hmm. I'll be back I'll be swinging back to one I'm swinging back to one any day now trust me I'm back on Grinder. I'm single again there we go I, I'd rather be one meet me in the club it's going down <laughs> in my Air Force Ones in my Air Force Ones I'll never say never um, where can all my listeners find you? They can find me at SpongeMike123, which is a screen name I picked in high school because I loved what? SpongeBob. There you go. And I thought that was my entire identity. I thought that was great. SpongeMike123. I've never changed it. And you shouldn't. No, and I won't. And don't. Because people call me Sponge sometimes. There you go. Um, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Another gorgeous episode in the can with me, Greta Teitelman, the iconic, the one and only, the queen, me. <laughs> um, you know, give me five stars. Give me positive reviews. Let me know you love me so I know to keep doing this show. Until next time, stay cool, never change. Ciao. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>